Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It's good to be home, friends. It's good to be with you today. Uh, on Saturday, my youngest child, Asher, turns three. Uh, and here's a picture of Asher and the Legos that go with Asher and Isaac, right? Um, he turns three, and uh, it's been a blessing, but I'm also not going to um, downplay the fact that there's challenges that come with child-rearing, right? Uh, so it's gone fast, three years, uh, but as I've heard it said, um, short years, long days, right, sometimes? And so that's kind of where we're at. And Asher and I, we, we play a game sometimes where uh, we'll be laying in bed, usually early in the morning, and uh, he's an early riser, and um, earlier than his mother and I. And he will come to us, and he'll be shaking us a little bit, and he'll get right in our face. Wake up! <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes he actually startles me awake. But, but we'll, play, we'll play the game back and forth, and uh, I'll, I'll wake up quick, and, oh, 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 and then... Wake up! <laughs> and I go back to sleep. Wake up! You know, it's a, it's a game that never gets old. And, and the, the three-year-old belly laughs that come from him, um, I don't know that there's much that can compare to that. It's a game. And yet... Um, I wonder if there's a little bit more significance than he understands, than I even understand. I wonder if Jesus is speaking through him to me to say, wake up, Larry, stay awake. Look what's right in front of you. Don't miss this. In our, our gospel text for today, Jesus... It's coming down to his last week of ministry on earth here, and he is uh, uh, giving kind of his last teachings to, to the disciples before he departs, and uh, he's doing so kind of with a sense of, of urgency, and he tells that, that parable that we heard, that short story, it's, a, it's like a master. It's, he's talking about his second coming already, right? Jesus says it's like a master who, who goes away on a journey and he leaves a doorman back home and the doorman doesn't know when the master's going to come back and the doorman wants to be ready, so stay awake, stay awake, stay awake, keep awake. Four times in five verses, Jesus says, stay awake. He, there, there's some urgency that is coming in, in, in Jesus' words for us to stay awake. But what, is that, what does that mean as Christians 2,000 years later? What does that, that mean for us to stay awake today for the coming of Jesus? Obviously, he's not talking about physically staying awake. I don't know anyone that stayed awake for 2,000 years. There's a spiritual aspect that Jesus is, is uh, telling us, through which Jesus is telling us, stay awake. Uh, so what is he telling us to stay awake? Maybe it's, it's uh, stay awake, be alert, on guard with 
morality in our culture. Uh, culture's changing, morality's changing. Maybe that is what he's saying. Or maybe he's saying, stay awake. Go to church. Don't fall asleep. Don't, don't become a spiritual sleeper. Or, or, or stay awake and, and, and stay focused on Jesus. Don't forget, I'm coming back. It could be any day. And, and I think it could be uh, all of those things. But I also think that the behind Jesus' words to stay awake, uh, behind these, these ways that we can stay awake as Christians, there's something that, well, it might even seem a little bit counterintuitive. It almost at first might sound like it's, it's contradicting Jesus. I think a key to us staying awake as Christians is resting in Christ. When we were created, when Adam and Eve were created, back in Genesis, they were created on the sixth day, right? And they were created to do many things, uh, to to be fruitful and multiply, to, to have dominion over the creation to care for the garden. Adam was a gardener, right? They were created for for many things. But have you ever stopped to think about what Adam and Eve did on their first full day of life? If they're created on day six, day seven we know is a day of rest, Sabbath. So here they have just been created. God has given them all these things to do and Adam wakes up on the first day ready to go and God says, have a day on me. Rest. Uh, Oftentimes uh, we, we talk about resting from our work. But if we were to uh, look at this passage from Genesis chapter 1 and 2, I think a better way to say that would be to work from our rest. From our rest in God. From our rest in, in Jesus as Christians. Uh, I've, I've heard it said, I think there's something to this, that sometimes the holiest thing for us to do is take a nap. <laughs> we are called uh, to rest in Christ Easier said than done, though. But we live in a world that idolizes busyness. How are you doing today? Oh, busy. We wear it like a, a badge of honor. I, a while back, heard a story from a, a father, uh, a gentleman who was successful in, in uh, his career, kind of moving up the, the ladder, if you will, uh, had lots to do, and he was kind of sharing with me all the things that he'd been doing at work and, and how hard he works and how long his hours are that he works and that uh, he even works on his day off regularly, regularly. <laughs> and then, without me saying much, uh, the conversation started to shift. And he said, yeah, it it works good, but my kids don't always like it. One day, uh, his son 
pulled him aside and said, Dad, you know, it's lame that you work on your days off all the time. It's lame that mom is always the one that goes to my soccer games and not you. Whew. And I think his son was right. That's lame. And I share that story with us today because I know that story could be told a million times over. I know I've been here long enough. I know you well enough, long enough. I've heard the stories of, of, of the child whose father isn't there for them. I, I hear the stories of the grown child who she resents her father a bit because he wasn't there and she had to kind of pick up the slack for, for the family because dad wasn't around and he's distant and he's aloof. Uh, I, I hear the stories about fathers who are home physically but they're not present relationally, emotionally, spiritually. I've cried with the wives who desire their, their husbands to be there for them, that they need their help and they don't know what to do. I've seen church widows, if you will, in the pews without their, without their husbands. It's heavy. And I think it's lame. And I think the words that Jesus would speak to you, stay awake. <laughs> I think that Jesus uh, oftentimes speaks to us through uh, other people, people who are closest to us in our life, our, our, our spouse, our, our children. And, and when he's speaking to us, uh, oftentimes I think, especially dads, moms, yeah, you too sometimes, I'll assume you can apply this for yourselves, but I'm, I'm hitting with the dads today. Uh, but stay awake. Wake up. And this is a, uh, not, not only a, a relational thing so that you're a good husband and a, and a good father, but there's deeper spiritual truths underneath that. This could be a symptom of some spiritual Unhealth, uh, dysfunction, falling asleep. We get so consumed with busyness in our life that our busyness lulls us to spiritual sleep. I get it. I, I understand. I, we want to be successful. We want to provide for our families. and We want to make our boss happy and we have the demands at work. I, I understand that. And some of you uh, may be hearing this and saying, well, yeah, that, that, that's all good and true, Pastor Larry, but that's just not how it works in the real world. I have to put bread on the table. I have to pay a mortgage. And I guess my, my response to that would be, well, um, in the real world, there are real Wives and children missing their daddies and husbands. 
In the real world, there's prominent men daily falling because of sexual misconduct and because of their sins. And it's not just actors and politicians. It's everyday people. It's pastors as well. And into that, I, I think Jesus tells us, stay awake. And you know why we're able to do so? Because we've got a Heavenly Father who loves us, who promises to provide us with our daily bread, the very things that we need, who promises us that, that He will take care of us. We have a Heavenly Father who not only promises to take care of us and our families, but a Heavenly Father who loves our wives and our children. So much so that he knows, he wants you to be freed up to have time for your family. And so he provides for you. We have a heavenly father who not only loves your, your spouse and your children, loves you, fathers, husbands, yet to be fathers, <laughs> And he desperately wants you in the family. That's why the Heavenly Father sent his son into this world. To take our sin, to die our death, so that we may have his life and join the family. Be baptized into a relationship with our Father in heaven. This is the gospel. We are free to do it. It's the son, Jesus, that, that, that spoke those words. It is finished. No more striving. Yes, there are rhythms of rest and work in life. But we don't have to overwork in an unhealthy way. Jesus has paid it all. He's done it all for us. And it's Jesus who we celebrate this Advent season. You see, through Jesus, those words that he spoke, stay awake. They're, they're not merely uh, a words of high challenge. They're that, for sure. There's challenge there. But Jesus' words, stay awake, are also an invitation. An invitation to participate in the kingdom realities that exist here today. Because Jesus broke into history 2,000 years ago. And, and so during Advent, it, it, it's a season of, of repentance. It's a season of fasting. It's a season of waiting. And I might add it's a season of resting. As you go home today, first day of Advent, you haven't even missed a day yet. This is awesome, right? <laughs> I encourage you, what sort of maybe Advent devotional can you lead your spouse, can you lead yourself, can you lead your family in around the dinner table? There's tons of resources available. I think some went out on the email, the peace email this week. 
Um, my, my family and I and our missional community, we're going to be going through the names of Jesus during this season. Uh, maybe you have an Advent wreath at your home to help remember uh, this season. God the Father, your Father, invites you to participate with him in his work in this world. May the Holy Spirit fill you and bless you as you do so in his name and to the glory of Jesus. Amen.